ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. This is an exciting time of year as so many of us are back to school. Um, If you kind of follow our journey, you know we are not starting a school year fresh. We actually start in January and we kind of do a year-round school. But we took off after Willow was born for a little bit. Then we took off the month of July. We just had some traveling. So although this is not this official start of a brand new school year for us, it is our official restart of the school year. And so I am so excited. I've been planning and preparing and praying and just trying to get things lined up for these next few months, really kind of taking us, I'm, I'm looking at this first uh, semester, I guess, this fall semester, um, lining things up. And I am so excited about what we have going on in our homeschool journey. But I know as so many people are back to school and it is just that time of year, I wanted to share some different things, um, some tips and tricks to having a successful school year. Now, (laughs) this is not all of my wisdom. Um, These are things that I have gleaned from many different sources and I have just put together to provide myself with encouragement because I am not a seasoned teacher, educator, homeschooler. Education is my background. I have dreamed of being a teacher since I could talk. Um, I remember being a kid, and every afternoon after I came home from school, I'd go to our basement, and I had this like a thrifted chalkboard, the green chalkboard. I loved it. And I'd line up all my stuffed animals, and I had grade books and like curriculum, and I'd lesson plan. Um, so I always wanted to be a teacher. Went to college, got my degree in education, and then I started having kids and realized I want to homeschool. That is where my heart is Um, for them, for our family, for education. Simeon is totally on board with that. We were both homeschooled um, in our later years, and so that is where our family is at. And we are absolutely loving our homeschool journey. Um, But I have little ones. We aren't doing like any you know, high school courses or anything like that. We haven't branched into that yet. We're still pretty new at all of this. But as I have gleaned from so many other wise, much wiser than me, uh, women who have been further down this journey of education. Um, This is just some of the stuff that I've put together to remind myself as we are entering into a new school year, because, you know, I think there is that um, buzz in the air as you start back. And some people like school is just, oh, it's a drudge no matter when. But we love school. We love learning. We love um, just the whole process of it. So we have that excitement, that buzz. Um, But, you know, there comes a point where things get difficult. Um, Some of that excitement kind of drifts away and it becomes more just mundane, routine. And um, so some more negative emotions can come along with that. So these are some things that I'm trying to put in my heart that I can pull from And just to remind myself, my goals, my reason, um, some just different ways to help keep things fresh and moving forward, whether we're excited about it or we're in a lull. So before I jump in, I just want to share just a couple things. As I was just thinking about education and back to school and really what is my goal for education? What am I hoping to accomplish? 
In Proverbs 18, 15, it says, The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. The Bible has so much to say about wisdom and education. And, you know, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And as I think about that, that is kind of a a goal for my children. You know, we aren't just getting knowledge and gaining wisdom to puff ourselves up or to have all these letters after our names or to consider ourselves a successful person in air quotes. Um, The purpose of education is really to gain this knowledge and this wisdom of God, of who he is, of the world that he has created for us to steward. And looking at education in that aspect has really kind of changed my perspective. You know, no longer is math just, oh, you know, two plus two is four. And, you know, but it's like we get to learn more about our creator through something like math, seeing the order in math. And um, that's something that I, I never saw my first, you know, experience in kindergarten and first grade. But now that I'm going through it again as a 30-year-old, I'm gleaning so much more. Um, but, you know, in science and history, even in reading, my, my daughter is learning how to read. And just seeing how God created language. Why did he create language? Why do we have the ability to communicate on a level that God did not give to the animals? You know, and in talking through that with her and realizing everything is rooted back in, in God, in who he is, in how he has created mankind, why he has created mankind to, to be able to converse, to be able to have speech, to be able to have higher thought, to be able to do math problems and learn these different facts. It's so that we can have an intimate relationship with him so that we can have dominion over this world and that we can get the gospel to other people. Um, so that's just kind of a foundational getting started verse to kick us off. I want to share a few quotes from some different um, homeschool books that I absolutely love. The first one is from Sally Clarkson in her book, Awaking Wonder. She says, education is not about enacting a prescriptive, boxed sort of curriculum-based classroom, but instead is about passing on a legacy of love for learning, an independent joy and discovery, a motivation to bring light, beauty, and goodness back into the world of our children. And I love that um, because so often I think we can get so wrapped up in in the nitty gritty and, and details are important. They do have to learn facts and, and different things at different stages, but Education is so much more than a boxed curriculum. Um, educating is is giving your children the world, really. Putting, the, as Sarah McKenzie, uh, I'm getting ready to read another quote, putting a feast before them, um, living books, rich literature, art, science, history, math, all these different things, and, and diving into that, developing a love for learning, gleaning from all those different things, again, with the anchoring perspective of what does this teach us about God? How does this reveal him to us in a greater way? Sarah McKenzie in her book, Teaching from Rest, says, The true aim of education is to order a child's affections, to teach him to love what he ought and hate what he ought. Our greatest task then is to put living ideas in front of our children like a feast. We have been charged to cultivate the souls of our children, to nourish them in truth, goodness, and beauty, to raise them up in wisdom and eloquence. It is to those ends that we labor. And I think that is such a great reminder to start out with this because, um, you know, especially as a homeschool mom, 
there are days where it is not beautiful. Um, you know, our morning basket isn't completely smooth. We don't have these beautiful nature studies. And I mean, there are some days where it is just emotions are high, attitudes are high, and school is just not going to get accomplished no matter how hard I try and spin my wheels. But in those moments, uh, just remembering why I'm doing what I'm doing. Again, it's not just a check off, oh, well, we learned this, oh, well, we finished this textbook, but it really is to to cultivate these children, to, to grow them into adults that have an understanding of God and the world that he created. And when I keep that perspective, it helps me persevere in the difficult times, and it really spurs me on and encourages me in the good times. So I wanted to just, as we talk about these tips for a successful school year, um, one other quote that I wanted to share from Sarah McKenzie's book. She says, our job is not to be successful. Success itself is entirely beside the point. It is faithfulness that he wants. God is good. He isn't going to let us pour out our hearts for our children, only to be left choking on the dust of our mistakes. And I think that's so good. We get so wrapped up in the word success. You know, what does success mean? And you know what? Honestly, a successful school year to me might not be how you define a successful school year to you. And and that's totally fine. Another quote that I wanted to share, I believe uh, Jamie Martin said it. Um, she said, there are a million ways to design a successful homeschool and zero ways to design a perfect one. Stop looking for that right way and just enjoy creating your way. And I love that because I am a perfectionist and I could spend all of my time looking for the perfect thing, thinking I found the perfect thing, investing myself into the perfect thing, only to see something else come along and be like, oh, wow, that's actually the perfect thing. And and it can just get tedious. But I think the freedom here is in realizing that I don't have to look for the right way. I just need to find what's my way. And as we kind of transition into the content of this episode, um, that's really my first thing as we talk, and like I said, maybe a successful school year isn't the best. Maybe a faithful school year is what we should call this as we go from that quote. Um, but the first thing here is just to ask God for wisdom. You know, I like I said, education's my background. It's my passion. I have read a lot. I have studied a lot. I have a degree in this. Um, but I'm always learning, always gleaning more and new things and new ways and new curriculum and all of this stuff that I just, I mean, we can't do it all. I don't want to do it all. That would be, <laughs> that would be difficult. Um, but in navigating all of that, how do I determine what is my way? What, sh- what is the way that, that God has is asking Simeon and I to educate our kids. And I just keep coming back to you. I've got to ask God for wisdom today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. And this goes far beyond just in how we educate them. Um, this is just in every aspect of life. But as we speak specifically to the education of our children, um, I, I think that is foundational. We've got to have that relationship with Christ where he he wants to be involved in every detail. You know, the education of our children is not something that he deems, oh, that's just too small or too insignificant. Actually, it is a formative thing that helps them develop into the people that they will be. Again, if we truly believe that the purpose of education is to expose our children to a deeper level of knowing who God is, then I think it's a pretty important work that we are invested in. Therefore, God wants to be invested in it along with us. 
So if I'm sitting here like, God, I've got all of this curriculum, I've got all of these subjects, and this person says I need to be, you know, studying art, and this person says we need to be memorizing poetry, and this person has this beautiful tea time read aloud session, like, God, I I don't have the capacity to do everything. I don't have the time to do everything. I don't have the energy to do everything. I don't have the brain power. I don't have the money, whatever it is coming before him and trying to align our hearts with his and saying, God, you've given me these kids. This is, I want to educate them for you. I want to raise children to grow up, to be strong, independent adults that are rooted in, in their faith and in a, a an education that allows them to be whatever it is that God has intended for them to be. You know, Simeon and I have talked about that before. Uh, we want to give our kids the richest, best education that we can. And if they want to go and be a lawyer one day or a brain surgeon, like I want to know in my ability, in the ability that God has given me, in in what the talents and the skills and what God has given me, I did my best to equip you for whatever. Um, maybe they don't want to be that. Maybe they want to be a librarian or work at a grocery store or or whatever. Whatever they want to do, whatever skill set, whatever knowledge set is required, I just want them to be able to leave our home and feel like, hey, I have a platform that I can now go from and do whatever it is that God has called me to do. And that's what we're seeking. So as I'm coming to God, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. I want to equip these children to fulfill the purpose that you have created them for. I think God is sitting there saying, that's exactly what I want too. Let's work together on this. Let me share my heart. Let me hear your heart. If your heart doesn't align with my heart, let me tune your heart to mine. And this is a prayer that God wants to answer. So I think this is where we need to start. As we're planning a new school year, as we're praying for our kids, as we're investing really in this next large chunk of time, as we start another, what is it, 10-month school year here, asking God for wisdom, asking Him to guide us every day, day in, day out. Sometimes that means we've got to reevaluate something. Uh, Maybe something that we're doing isn't working right. Um, Maybe something that we're doing is working right. And that was a surprise. So we need to lean heavier into that, but just continually asking God for wisdom in this process. I think another thing that is so important is to enjoy this season. Like I said, sometimes the beginning of it brings this um, excitement and then that kind of tapers off. But just to to really um, um, find joy in it, find things that you enjoy doing. And, you know, there's going to be things in life that we just don't like to do. Math is not my strong suit. I do not enjoy math math. But you know, there there are things in life that I have to do that I don't enjoy. And that's a good lesson that we can teach our children. Um, But then find things that you do enjoy. I love to read. So, hey, we're going to do our math lesson. But then after that, we're going to reward ourselves and we're going to go read, have do our read aloud session. So just finding the joy in the journey, um, enjoying the stages, asking God to give you joy. Um, I was talking to a homeschool mom recently who said that she never, never wanted to homeschool. That was not on her radar. Um, and just different circumstances, God just put it in their lap and they knew, Hey, like it or not, this is what God's asking us to do. So she said, she just came to the point where she told God, like, I know you want me to homeschool. You know, I don't want to homeschool. So give me joy in this. And she told me, she's like, God's answering that. She's like, I am purposing to look 
for the little things that I can find joy in. She said just something simple as they get to pick their schedule. So her husband is a pastor. um, And she said, you know, if they were in a typical school situation, they would never get to see their daddy because, you know, evenings he's out doing ministry, weekends he's out doing ministry. So homeschooling allows them the opportunity to work their schedule around daddies so that they can spend time with him. So I loved that. Just asking God to give you joy, to find that joy and and, and leaning into that. Another thing I think is just learning to be fluid. Um, This is something that I struggle with. I get my plan and I want it to all just tick, tick, tick right according to that plan. Um, Life rarely goes that way. This is a lesson that I am learning on repeat. Um, but, But you have to learn to be fluid, especially with kids and different seasons and circumstances come into life. Babies are born. People get sick. Um, the car breaks down, financial things. Um, you just have to learn to be fluid, learn that it's okay. You know, I, I have a goal for every day. This is what I would like to get through. Sometimes it happens and more. Often it doesn't. Um, and I need, I need to learn to be okay with that. I need to be able to let my expectations kind of be fluid, let them vary depending on the day, and really come back to what is the most important thing here. Is it that I check everything off my list or, hey, did did we spend time baking in the kitchen today? Okay, well, we're going to call that math since math didn't get done. Or, okay, we didn't get to the piano practice, but hey, we spent time singing. So we're just, you know, music, we're going to check it off the list for today. Not that that's an excuse, um, but just letting your plans change if they need to. That kind of leads me into um, something that is really helpful for me is to just establish some non-negotiables. So I, I saw another mom sharing about this. Just one, two, three things that, okay, these need to get accomplished every day. And if these things get accomplished, then my expectation for the rest is just all above and beyond. Like I can go to bed and say, hey, if I did this, this, and this, We had a great day. And I love that because it helps me to not get so overwhelmed. You know, I I tend to just get really worked up like, oh my goodness, it's already lunchtime and we haven't done this. We haven't done that. And oh my goodness, now it's nap time and this isn't going to happen. And then I just get frustrated and aggravated. And, you know, then I flump into bed at the end of the day and I'm just like, what a failure of a day. Um, But I think having those just anchor things, okay, these are the things that have to get accomplished. And then beyond that, as we have time, uh, you know, whatever, we, we can go beyond that. And that's going to look different for everybody, what that is, um, what those non-negotiables are. And I think even in my own life personally, that's been something that I've had to come back to because <laughs> my to-do list is like Santa's list. I mean, it just rolls on forever. Um, and, and it just frustrates me when I don't get everything on it accomplished in a day. Um, so I've really had to just bring it back to, okay, what are the most important things? What do I really need to focus on? What can't wait until tomorrow? Okay, we need to prioritize that. And then beyond that, if I go beyond that, yay, celebrate. We got more done than I was hoping. But that way I'm not living in this frustration. Um, another thing that has helped so much is to establish a consistent morning and evening routine. Um, you know, and, and again, here you have to allow for some fluidity, life changes and different things. But trying to have a rhythm of life that this is how we do the mornings and this is how we do the evenings. 
that ends the day well, that starts the day well. And really starting a new day well does not start when you wake up. It starts when you go to bed. That determines much of how your next day will go. So that's been huge in our house. I know in the evenings, we our kids are little, so they're usually in bed between 7.30 or 8. But really, our evening routine kind of starts from dinner on. You know, we eat dinner together. Uh, we clean up do bath time. Um, They might have a little bit of playtime with daddy. Then we go and do our family devotional time. Then we do a real loud with daddy. And then we're starting to get ready for bed, getting them in bed early. Um, Simeon and I really should be going to bed earlier than what we do, but that's a, that's a work in progress. Um, But anyway, that we try to keep that very consistent with our kids so that they know, hey, this is kind of the rhythm of how the evening works and helps them to wind down too. Um, I've also, we listen to music kind of all throughout the day, but I hadn't been listening to it in the evening. It's kind of like once I close down the kitchen, the Google home goes off, which plays our music and you know, the house is, well, I'd say the house is then silent. It's not silent. It's very loud with kids running around and playing and getting baths. But it is silent as far as music goes. But I recently have gotten some different hymn CDs from uh, some friends, some instrumental CDs. And I've been trying to play that in the evening, just working on creating this atmosphere of, okay, we're winding things down. We have our peaceful music playing. Um, you know, we have some diffusers. So I put a you know, turn on our diffusers, start turning down some of the lights just to kind of start, okay, we're in the winding down process here. Um, and it, it helps me. I'm like, okay, you know, another day is wrapping up. We're settling in. We're relaxing. Um, so that's kind of our evening routine. Then we go into our morning routine and our kids are up at the crack of dawn kind of kids. So they will usually kind of get up and they have, you know, some different things that they can play with while daddy and I are kind of slowly getting up. Um, but we kind of, first off, we do breakfast. Um, we do just a quick little family devotional, work on our scripture memory, Um, and then usually daddy is off to work. I clean up the kitchen and then we just kind of transition straight into our morning basket time. Um, but that, those, those are rhythms in our home. Those are things that we do pretty much on the daily, unless something unexpected comes up. Um, but having that routine, having that anchor keeps us propelled forward, um, keeps things moving as they should. And that's been great. Another thing just having like different anchor points throughout your day, I think is really helpful. Um, just as you kind of work through your day, as you transition, obviously morning is kind of a big anchor. Evening is an anchor, but even that kind of lunchtime anchor, you know, I just have, I, again, I have my non-negotiables. These are the things that we've got to get accomplished before lunch. Um, so I know, Hey, whatever else is going on in the next three or four hours, like we've got to designate a couple of different things to get accomplished. Then at lunch, we have lunch. We usually tidy up the main living area. We kind of just hit the reset button on the house. And then that launches us into quiet time. And that usually is a little bit of more school time that I do with the older ones. Anyway, those are just points throughout our day that having those anchors is kind of like, okay, well, whatever happens in between those anchors, I'm going to accomplish this and this. But anything else, like, hey, if the kids are just in a really good mood and they want to listen and we're just going to read a couple chapters from our history book, then great, we'll do that. But if not, that's okay. That's not a non-negotiable. But piano practice before lunch is a non-negotiable. That's got to happen. 
Um, so that helps me prioritize. So those are just some different things that I've found that is helpful. Um, we also kind of divide our homeschool into kind of two different sections. Again, I was seeing another homeschool mom talk about this, and I was like, okay, yeah, that mentally kind of puts it in its different categories. We have our read-aloud time and our table time. So our read-aloud time usually happens in the form of morning basket. We have our little play area. We have our rug. I have my basket of all the different things that we're reading through, and we just kind of sift through that. Again, this is right after breakfast. And morning basket is a non-negotiable, but it doesn't have a time limit. So if things are crazy and we can only spend 10 or 15 minutes, then totally fine. That non-negotiable got hit, even though we only went through two books. Um, but sometimes we wind up spending an hour or two hours there. And um, we have some games and puzzles in that area too. So sometimes it just leads us right into doing stuff like that. Um, but again, a non-negotiable was accomplished and we got in that read aloud time. Our read aloud time usually has our literature. Um, we're doing kind of like an art picture study with that. We've got history. Um, we do some geography there. I have a big map on the wall. We sing, um, different songs. We sing hymns. We do scripture memory. And, and that's not all in the same day. That's just, we kind of rotate through those things. Then we have our table time. Table time is where we're going to be working on handwriting, um, where we're going to do our math. Um, I'm trying to think through here. Eden is learning to read, so we usually do that. Her and I, probably during quiet time, we'll sit at the table together and go through her little readers. Um, but kind of having those two separate different chunks of, okay, well, this is kind of a table time. This is our read aloud time. As I wrap up here, just two other things that are really a huge part of us having a successful school year are just reading together and enjoying nature together. These are some of our kind of non-negotiables in a little different way. These aren't always something that's easy to check off the list. Reading together is enjoying nature. I mean, goodness, that could be a hike. That could be, you know, going outside for a little bit to play. Um, but these are some things that we try to somehow, some way fit into our everyday um, reading together. And, and that could be, if it's a busy day, like I said, a non-negotiable is morning basket. So maybe that's all the reading that we're going to get done together. Or we do do our family devotional time and we're doing a read aloud with daddy. We're going through a missionary biography right now. Um, and so maybe that's our read together, but maybe we're going to sit and read our, you know, 10 foot stack of library books for all afternoon. Um, and, you know, enjoying nature. Maybe we are going to go out and actually do something as a family, or hey, maybe we're just going to slip out in the backyard and jump on the trampoline for 15 minutes. Um, but those are kind of some things that just, uh, they're important to us. And so we try to make those happen. Um, and like I said, whatever variation of that is, if it happens, then I can say, okay, we read today. Okay, we enjoyed nature. We got outside today. So I hope some of that's helpful. That's really just kind of a brain dump of some of the things that I've been thinking through as we are preparing for our next half of this school year. And as many people are preparing for a brand new school year, different things that I have gleaned from other people. But I do hope that each one of you have a great school year. Obviously, we are homeschooling. That's my only experience I've had as a teacher. So much of what I shared comes out of a homeschooler's heart. Um, but some of this is adaptable still, whatever education path you choose for your children. So I hope that you all have a blessed school year and that you enjoy it every step of the way. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.